0: Tonight is study number 9 of Revelation chapter 16. And we're going to be reading verse 10. Revelation 16, 10. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. Now this is a verse that uh, helps us to understand the uh, target of of the wrath of God, as these vials are full of the wrath of God. And when we read that the fifth messenger poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, well, then we can understand that this is indeed speaking of judgment day and not the judgment on the churches. And we can say that because it was when Satan took his seat and, and he's called the beast. God assigns him the name beast for the period of the great tribulation, the short little season that comes at, at the end of the world. And we have learned it's 23 year period, May 21, 1988 through May 21, 2011. And and God gave Satan the name of the beast, especially uh, to identify with that period of special rule that he would enjoy for those twenty-three years. And the, the judgment on the church is not um, that the vial of God's wrath is poured out upon the seat of the beast, but the judgment on the church was that the beast took his seat. What God is saying here in Revelation 16.10 is a step beyond that. That comes after the Great Tribulation. The, the judgment on the church is the ascension of the beast out of the bottomless pit and the entering in to the congregations where the Spirit of God has vacated and abandoned the church, given it up, and turned it over to Satan for destruction, That's the judgment on the church when Satan sits down upon the seat of rule within the congregations. Now it says in Revelation chapter 13 in verse 1 and 2, and, and I'll also read a little further in the chapter, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast. a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. So we see the beast with his seven heads and ten horns is given rule. It it says it was given unto him to continue forty and two months, and that forty-two months represents the complete period of the Great Tribulation, the entire twenty-three years in actual time, And it was given him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. So he not only uh, enjoyed great unprecedented rule within the churches, as now he ruled over all churches in all the world, where before Satan infiltrated churches and and could rule over a congregation, or could rule over a whole denomination, but never the the church entire. Not until it was God's plan to end the church age, and then to turn it over. And that's what God did, and that's when Satan enjoyed this dominion, this rule over all the churches, as well as in the world, over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Now he had, he had won dominion over the world when he deceived Eve and Adam into disobeying God by eating the fruit of the forbidden tree. But, but still God um, kept restraints on men to a large degree all through history. The Spirit of God. Remember, we read that in. In Second Thessalonians two, the mystery of iniquity doth work, and the mystery of iniquity is that men are desperately wicked sinners, and yet, uh, for the most part, all through history, there was tremendous restraint shown by men. That is, they they observed marriage to a large degree, even Sunday, the Sabbath, was. Uh, respected in a big way in the nations where churches had come and so forth. The, the hearts of men were, uh, were stone, desperately wicked at, at all times, uh, as long as they were unsaved. Yet the Spirit of God worked in the world holding back the tremendous iniquity and sinful nature of man to a large degree. Now, we know that because at the time of the end, God lifted his hand of restraint, not completely, but uh, more and more as the Great Tribulation progressed and now into the Day of Judgment, and we can just see the evidence of it all around. The uh, desperately wicked nature of man is uh, much more prone uh, to be seen, and and the evidence of his, his um, iniquity is everywhere in the world. It has uh, multiplied tremendously. The hearts of men have grown cold. Iniquity abounds all over the earth because God loosed Satan. And to increase his rule over sinful mankind well god allowed the sinners to commit greater sin and more sin and and to multiply sin and that gives uh, or pays homage to satan who rules over them but but anyway satan enjoyed this tremendous uh increase in his kingdom concerning the dominion he had over the unsaved of the nations and now over the churches for the 23 year period. Now we also read in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, God's language concerning the loosing of Satan. In Second Thessalonians 2, beginning in verse 3, "...let no man deceive you by any means." For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And, and there, is a reference to Satan, um, there called the man of sin, the son of perdition, that sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, the seat of the beast. Now, Satan has the whole world, or had, uh, under his dominion, all the unsaved, yet we can understand that the church was the crowning um a uh, glory uh, of of his wickedness, uh because he had always wanted to be like God, that was the whole point of his rebellion to get man, the creature created in the very image of God. imagine that to have man who is patterned after God himself, to bow down and worship me. Uh, uh, Satan, who was an angel, a fallen angel. Well, then he could be like God, and 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 that has always been his desire. He he uh, in, in his fall, he exhibited tremendous pride and arrogance and um, uh, just uh, a pompous nature that he desired the uh the the glories of God. He wanted the power and the authority and the rule and the dominion of God. He wanted to be his creator. He did not want the Creator to rule over him, but he wanted to usurp the position of God and himself become God. What a, a terrible sin this was. What an ugly, awful sin. Uh, rather than being content and satisfied in the wonderful nature of an angelic being that God had made him and and to be uh, satisfied in the role that God had created for angels to perform to be ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation and to do whatever God would have them to do God uh, uh, God created them for this purpose but that wasn't sufficient for satan and uh, he took with him a, a good number of other angels that fell and they became these terrible demons and and uh, they they look at the uh, awful situation they've made on the earth and and uh, there there is no goodness in satan or in his rule of any kind It is a kingdom of darkness, of evil, a terrible kingdom. And yet, he legitimately ruled over men throughout the history of this world after the fall. And that rule increased tremendously for the little season, the 23 years of the Great Tribulation period. But then came Judgment Day. May 21, 2011 um, occurred, and there was a big change in this spiritual rule of Satan. God put him down. He deposed him. He removed him from the throne. And, and by the way, the Greek word translated as seat in Revelation 16, verse 10, uh, the fifth messenger poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast. That word is thronos. That's how I would pronounce it. The Greek word is thronos. And it's translated oftentimes, more times than it's translated as seat, it's translated as throne. It, it is the word that speaks of kings and their throne it's the word in Hebrews 1 verse 8 that says thy throne O God it is a word found often in the book of Revelation translated as throne in Revelation 4 in verse 2 it says and immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne that's the same word as As seat and and so we can understand that God is saying, the fifth messenger poured out his vial of the wrath of God upon the throne of the beast, the throne of Satan. Now God didn't touch him; God left him be uh, throughout the uh, duration of the great tribulation period. Why would God harm him? Why would God impede the destructive progress he was making in destroying the churches? Why would God fight against him when God's the one that loosed him, and God's the one that commissioned him to go forth and to destroy the churches? And that's something Satan is excellent at. He is very good at destruction. And he's, he's sort of like a zealous Jehu when given the task of slaying kings, the king of Israel and the king of Judah. Well, he, he could do that very well. When given the task of obeying God, well, Jehu could not do that at all. And that's Satan. Yes, he can, he can do God's bidding. He can destroy the churches. And, and so God loosed him. Knowing the evil intent and nature of Satan and exactly what he wanted to do in being like God, knowing precisely that he would immediately head for the churches and, and try and accomplish his great desire of ruling like God. And so God allowed him and and God used that as a form of judgment on the congregations of the world for their disobedience, for their unfaithfulness, and and so forth. All right? You, you won't listen to me, and uh, you have disobeyed my commandments. And uh, in actuality, in disobeying my commandments, you have been obeying the enemy. You have been serving the lie. Rather than the truth and therefore in effect serving Satan. So I'll, I'll, I'll permit Satan to come rule here since you desire to serve him anyway through deceit and through falsehood and through perversion of the true gospel. And I'll allow Satan to take his seat in the temple and I will depart since that's really your deep down desire, you, you, you don't want to obey the truth of my word. And, and so God gave them a judgment very fitting, very appropriate for their disobedience over the course of many centuries. And he allowed Satan to rule and Satan relished the opportunity it was such a, a great thing for him to finally be like God. The, his pride must have gone through the roof. And, and yet, the time came. Just as it did with King Nebuchadnezzar of the Babylonians, God commissioned Nebuchadnezzar to bring judgment on Judah. And for 70 years, the Babylonians were victorious and The Jews were captives in Babylon. Yet, God had foretold that at the end of 70 years, he would then punish the king of Babylon and that nation for the things they had done to his people. Well, on May 21, 2011, at the end of the Great Tribulation period, the end of God's uh, period of judgment on the churches... Satan had now accomplished the purpose, the task that he was given, and he served no further purpose. And and God then immediately turned to him and his kingdom of all the unsaved and brought judgment to them. And Satan's judgment was, get off that throne. You are no longer the ruler in the congregation. You are no longer the ruler of these people of the world, of the nations. You are put down. You are deposed. You have been defeated. For I have saved all of mine elect. I have won the war, and now it's time for you to be punished, and for you to suffer wrath. And we see this, for instance, that this is God's plan in the book of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 7, beginning in verse 9. It says, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. As a fiery, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were open. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain. And his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season in time. I saw in the night vision, in the night visions, and behold, one like the son of man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the ancient of days, and they brought him near before him. And it was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away in his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. In this passage, we find some fascinating tie-ins with what is happening today in our present time of Judgment Day. Now, we can see that Daniel 7.10 speaks of judgment day the judgment was set the books were open and that relates to Revelation 20 where God speaks of opening the books at the judgment throne and then it refers to Satan and says the beast was slain and his body destroyed and giving to the burning flame which reveals to us that on May 21, 2011 God judged Satan Oh, that that's tremendous news! That's wonderful. Then, does that mean Satan no longer exists? And the answer to that question is no. It does not mean that God officially removed him from all rule in the church in the world. And the Lord Jesus Christ, as we see here in verses thirteen and fourteen of Daniel seven, then takes over the rule. He, he takes the dominion that the beast had been given, and he begins to rule. And uh, elsewhere, we learn that Christ rules with a rod of iron in the day of judgment. It's not a beneficial rule. It's not for the good of the unsaved. He's ruling in wrath. But but nevertheless, Satan is said to be destroyed at the judgment Commencement, and that would be May twenty one, twenty eleven. Yet notice in verse twelve, it speaks of the rest of the beast, and it says they had their dominion taken away. Yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. So let let's try and uh, understand this. God is saying here, the beast is slain and his body destroyed, but the rest of the beast continue on for some time without dominion. Now, how in the world is that possible? Uh, How could we ever understand this? And it's only due to our present situation and this vantage point of living after the tribulation that we see how it fits perfectly. Satan was officially removed from all rule and And he's such a prideful creature. that This is um, everything that he desired to rule like God, and for God to give it to him, and then take it away. Oh, it's a crushing blow to his pride. Uh, Believe me, it's a terrible judgment to such a prideful creature to be put down from those official positions of, of honor and rule. And just think of Haman and how prideful he was and, and actually we're, uh, Lord willing, we'll look at Haman and the book of Esther to begin our next study. But for now, on May 21, 2011, Satan was defeated, yet he continues to exist. And that's why God speaks of the rest of the beast continuing to live, yet without dominion. So Satan still exists, he still goes forth as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He can still enter into a church and 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 do damage as he ever could, but officially it's over for him. Officially God, the Lord Jesus Christ is triumphant. The Lord Jesus Christ is victorious. Christ is has put down Satan. So we're living actually at a glorious time insofar as the kingdom of God is concerned because the victory has been won. All the elect have been found and and safely brought into the fold of salvation. And Satan's evil rule is over officially.